0: Hey folks, welcome back to the Birder's Guide. This introduction is very short, basically to say that I'm currently lying in bed, sick as a dog, trying to survive. Uh, got some sort of horrendous man flu thing from one of my children. Anyway, um, I don't have the energy or um, any current backup Options for this Friday, so there won't be an episode coming out this Friday. So, I'm just releasing uh, an interview that I did um, about two and a half weeks ago, I think, uh, with a guy who's doing his big year in New Zealand. It was a really good interview, I really enjoyed it. Um, So, I hope you do too. And hopefully, depending on how long this takes me to get over, hopefully, I'll have another normal one out for you soon. Enjoy.
1: You're listening to The Birder's Guide with Michael Greenfields.
0: Harry, welcome to The Birder's Guide. It's great to have you on. Thank you very much. Yeah, it's a pleasure to be here. Now, the reason I've got you on here is because you're doing a New Zealand big year. And we'll get to that shortly. But first, I'm just interested to know a little bit about yourself. So can you give us a two-minute rundown on you? What do you do for a job? Where in New Zealand do you live, et cetera, et cetera?
1: Yeah, well, um, for for a job, I don't do anything to do with birding at all. Um, I'm a market researcher by trade, although that has enabled me to do some birding on the odd... Uh, field work trip to other countries or um, I did actually do one research project for um, uh, Maui dolphins in New Zealand so an endemic species of dolphin Um, but yeah it's it's uh, much more on the commercial side um, trying to understand how people tick to sell them advertising and um, come up with new product ideas etc and then on the birding side I've been quite a keen birder since the age of five And I don't actually, being five years old, I don't really remember how I got into it exactly. I think that um, the story I'm told is that my uncle had a kingfisher at his workplace in back in the UK, European kingfisher, and uh, he took me to see it, and I was absolutely thrilled. And then I got this little I Spy book where you got certain points for seeing certain birds or whatever, um, which probably explains a lot about my my nature of birding and I, I, and I just started filling it out um, and getting into birding and listing that way really. So, uh, so yeah, it's been, that's probably a a little bit about myself.
0: Yeah. So where in New Zealand are you based currently?
1: Uh, Based in Auckland um, and lived here for seven years. So, which is quite a cool place for birding actually from New Zealand.
0: Hmm. So you say you've been there for seven years. I assume you mean Auckland and not New Zealand. Both. Both. Yeah, where are you, uh, where are you from originally? yeah So
1: I've lived Oh, so I'm from the UK, sorry, yeah, and I've been in New Zealand and Auckland for 7 years.
0: Okay. Um
1: yeah, so is is my strong accent British or New Yeah, Zealand? well,
0: here's the thing. I'm not very good with accents. I had a I interviewed um a lady from Norway and she had an obvious German accent, but because she was from Norway, I just assumed when I heard it that she was had a very Norwegian accent. So it is your. It is sort of English now that you mention it. But I wasn't expecting you to be English, so I just assumed it was not, uh, New Zealand. Anyway. Oh
1: right, yeah. I, well, I think <laughs> I must be. Uh, my mum will probably be disappointed that my uh, accent is is going all Kiwi. But there we go. <laughs> it's, it, it's it's possible. inevitable after a certain amount of time, I guess.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, what brought you out to New Zealand then, in the first place? Uh, I actually
1: met a New Zealand girl in London and uh, yeah that was that's probably the story and um, went to visit the parents in New Zealand had no idea that I was going to move to New Zealand and I guess being in New Zealand and seeing the country that it is which is a beautiful place I don't know if you've ever been
0: yeah I worked in New Zealand for a year yep
1: oh nice yeah so it's um, I mean, it's quite a picturesque place to be with a uh, quite a nice vibe Um, you know nice people etc and I think that she was talking about you know, potentially moving back and I just kind of jumped at the idea really. I thought it would be a great place to live and a, a new place to birds and give me a whole new exciting
0: list of birds to chase. So, nice. um,
1: so yeah, that was quite appealing.
0: You say that you've been birding around the world with your work or you've had a, a bit of opportunity. What countries, yep. and obviously uh, the UK, I suppose, what countries have you birded around the place?
1: Oh, I've been I've been lucky enough my uncle then saw my passion for birding and and him and I started going birding together even though he wasn't actually a birder all around the world like he had uh friends in the Falkland Islands for example so he said oh Harry would you like to come to the Falkland Islands and see my friend with me I was like yes that would be awesome. <laughs> um so I've done and I've done various trips to South America a few trips to Africa um Often I stop off in Asia on the way back from going from New Zealand to the UK. So I've got a little bit of an Asian bird list going as well Um, and Australia as well. Now it's quite close, Um, you know, brings a whole new variety of birds for me. So I've actually been lucky enough to go to uh, quite a few different continents and rack up a little bit of a bird list although most of my trips around the world have not been birding specific um, they've just been you know I'm going on a family holiday or a holiday with a girlfriend and of course I normally get my allocated days for yep. birding um, <laughs> and, and you know it's normally if we're going away for two weeks I normally get two or three days specifically for birding but I mean in all honesty birding is every day yeah
0: (laughs) that's what that's what i tell my wife i'm like look um this is not a birding holiday but every holiday is a birding holiday let's be honest yes yes (laughs) that's very much
1: the case so and i've always got my binoculars around my neck when we go for dinner and stuff and Mm -hmm. she's really good she's uh she's okay with it
0: (laughs) yeah is this the same girlfriend that you came out for in the first place
1: yeah it was yeah so um you know, I guess that's quite a good trait in someone really when they can put up with your birding obsessions um, at every moment, you know, even yeah. so often you're in mid-conversation and suddenly that conversation's dropped as you <laughs> quickly pick up the binoculars and look over the the other side of the restaurant for some bird that's uh, um, over on the beach or something. But yeah. yeah, she's quite used to that.
0: Yeah, that's good. That's what you want. She's not a birder yeah. herself?
1: No, unfortunately I have... When we first met, she did tell me that she was interested in bird watching.
0: Um, mm-hmm. She thought it sounded but she good. but she
1: didn't know what that meant. in I terms think of... <laughs> I think I also portrayed myself to be an English gentleman, and I don't know whether <laughs> I think we were both on our showing our sort of best sides, and yep. you know, um, and she's learnt that I'm not necessarily the gentleman that she thought I was. Not in a horrible <laughs> way. That sounds a bit dodgy, but you know, um, <laughs> you're the, uh, the, the, the way, yeah. Not the well-brought-up, like you know, um, sort of classic English gentleman, maybe. Yep. Um, and I've also learned that her enthusiasm or the interest in the idea of birdwatching is not really there. So she tolerates it, I'd say. And she's happy to go for a nice walk somewhere beautiful. But, um, you know, me stopping for a bird every 10 minutes can get a bit tiresome sometimes, which is yep. understandable, I imagine, for a non-birder.
0: Well, my wife is very much a non-birder, but she does the same. She tolerates it. She's, she accepts that we go on holidays to places with species that I haven't seen, and she just accepts that, and that's all good.
1: Yes. Yeah, well, I think that's the, uh, you know, unless you're going to turn them into a birder, which does require a certain type of person, yeah. Um, then, yeah, that's all, that's all you can ask.
0: Yeah, yeah. Okay, so what was, what was the question that we started with there? It was about me and my uh, where I'm from, just, and... just your life. Yes, yeah. so you're in Auckland, and you've and you've uh, lived in Auckland the whole time you've been in New Zealand.
1: Yes, yeah, it's actually a really good place to connect to the rest of New Zealand. You know, the mm. best transport links to get a flight to the South Island or whatever. So, I, you know, in terms of where I live and ber- how birding goes, it's probably one of the best places to live in the country.
0: Like I said, I worked in New Zealand for a year back in the days when i was a chef by trade um and i was actually i've just been messaging my old workplace on facebook because i did a little bit of just google earthing this afternoon to you know try and remember a bit about new zealand now i'm all nostalgic (laughs) and want to go back i was actually looking up flights (laughs) oh nice well yeah Uh, you'll have to come birding with me yeah 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 for sure but anyway it's uh we're also going to Tasmania and a few other places this year, so I can't afford to go to New Zealand straight away. But anyway, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I love New Zealand. I it's the sort of uh, it's the sort of scenery and climate that I love. I would, if I wasn't going to live in Australia, New Zealand would be next on my list.
1: Mm. So
0: anyway, let's let's assume for this conversation that ninety percent of the people listening here have never been to New Zealand, which is possible Mm -hmm. what what is the birding scene like in new zealand is it a big scene is it you know can you count the number of birders in two hands you know what's the what's it like
1: (laughs) i think that the birding scene seems to be growing in my opinion that's based on my seven years experience and we're getting quite a lot of younger birders into it so um i'd say the birding scene is is quite small the community is quite small and close-knit um really friendly community and helping each other out um but uh yeah no it is I mean it's not you could you could you you know there's I don't know how how big the birding community would be you know like a few hundred maybe a like it depends what you call a birder really or classified of a birder I'd say New Zealanders are much more into conservation generally and have a passive interest in things like bird watching Yep. um much more than you have sort of hardcore birders as, as such and i think that Australia it seems that there's just loads of birders you know you just look at birding power for example and there's just like loads of people willing to sort of you know take you out lots of expertise i think the thing about New zealand is that most of the country is quite underwatched mm-hmm. so for me i think that that' that gives me some excitement right like that makes me quite excited that I can go somewhere there's not many birders around and ultimately I've got this opportunity to maybe find something that people haven't seen much of or very rarely turns up partly because it's underwatched. Yeah. so yeah for me that's a particular highlight of birding in New Zealand
0: yeah sweet and what's New Zealand like I mean compared I say so let's take Australia for example we've got lots of we got deserts monsoonal rainforests uh snow covered mountains we have a very wide range of habitats in new zealand say from like the top of the north island to the bottom of the south island what's the what sort of different habitats and climate do you have is it all fairly similar
1: um i guess what you've got i mean it's different in the birding scene right so a lot of birds in new zealand um, are, are extinct or their numbers have uh, massively declined due to the introduction of. Um, rodents and mammals um, and you've also got a lot of farmland so and originally New Zealand would have been mainly kind of native bush native forest so all of the native birds would be in sort of traditional New Zealand forests a lot of New Zealand now is is sort of farmland and is is mainly full of introduced species mainly from the UK and lots of other countries so in terms of the different habitats a lot of the where you would go birding if you came to visit New Zealand specifically for birding you would probably be trying to find those kind of um, native bush areas that are predator-proofed um, so it'd be a lot of forest birds essentially um, and I'd say that you know I was going to say it had like you know kind of diverse habitats and stuff you know but not compared to Australia in in my opinion when you're when you're going birding you know it's uh, wetlands um, native forest, which is absolutely stunning. And then probably the real highlight for birding in New Zealand for me is sea watching and pelagics, um, yep. where we do have great numbers of birds and some spectacular species
0: as well. Mm, mm. So you've obviously got a lot less species than we do in terms of numbers. How many... Mm. What, what's the? What is the official count of New Zealand species?
1: Do uh, you know? I, I don't know what it is overall. No, I don't know what it is. But I would have thought, I think that the biggest lister in New Zealand, his life list sits at, um, I think it's 297. So hopefully okay. that gives you some idea of perspective yeah. in comparison to Australia, that it doesn't have the same numbers of species. Um, it's spectacular in, birds, but yeah. not necessarily numbers.
0: Yeah, I was going to say that even though the numbers aren't quite there, the the species. I mean, obviously people know about Kiwis. People who have watched uh, David Attenborough's Life of Birds would know saddlebacks and stitch birds and stuff like that. I think both of them were on that that series. And mm-hmm. maybe the Rye bill. So I was I was actually I went back home before we started this, and I was going to bring my New Zealand field guide to flick through and see what, <laughs> what I could remember, but uh, I forgot. So what's what some of the perhaps lesser-known endemic species to New Zealand that people should know about?
1: Yeah, I think that um, what New Zealand has got is some super rare endangered endemic species, right? So you've got things like the black stilt, which is arguably the rarest wader in the world. So um, I think I looked it up before, and it's got 169 adults. So that gives you some idea of the, the um, how rare that bird actually is. Um, but it's a bird that you know if you go to the right places, you can you can find them relatively easily. Um, you've also got birds like orange-fronted parakeet as well, which I think that there's estimated 100 to 300 birds left as well so again you've got like really low numbers of some of these mega rarities that i think you know in terms of targeting endemic species you'd probably want to try and go for something like or in front of parakeet as well um and then you've got other speciality birds as well which you know that may be lesser known I get New Zealand storm petrel, I guess has been seen in Australia as far as I can recall um but you know a bird that was I think I think there is a record of it yes um I don't know how uh whether that's been kind of um properly checked but um you know it sounds plausible um and, you know, you've got like a bird there in New Zealand, Storm Petrol, which was rediscovered in 2003. So and the numbers are massively increasing. So if you go again, if you go to the right places, then you can see some of these endemic birds, which I don't know, arguably are, are lesser known, um, but are super rare. And then you've got obviously all the remote islands in the subantarctics and the Chatham Islands, where, again, you've just got those kind of very niche um species which are quite unique Um, you know penguins etc and again it's just the only place in the world that you're going to see them and I think that for me it's sort of species like that that I would be if I was coming to New Zealand and wanting to try and get a decent bird list I'd probably be trying to pick up those ones that you just think oh my god there's there's less than 200 of these birds in the world you know I really want to see one of those.
0: Do you have a favorite New Zealand bird? I, I, wasn't do, gonna, yes. I wasn't gonna ask you this but I just <laughs> <laughs> well that's the
1: classic question isn't it so I mean my favorite bird of all time is the kingfisher because that's the bird that got me into birdwatching I didn't
0: I didn't I even liked. know there there was a European kingfisher to be honest so well
1: a common kingfisher it's the same bird sorry I, I, I should have called it common kingfisher I think I've seen it in a book somewhere called European Kingfisher when I was little and I've still got that in my head but no it's common kingfisher um but in terms of a favourite bird, I was once lucky enough to see the famous kakapo, which oh, yeah. um, flightless parrot. Uh, it's on remote islands that you need special permits to get to, and even when I went to the islands that I went to, um, I was told that I would never find it. Um, and luckily, I, I managed to find it. In fact, someone told me there was um, it was impossible to find them on that island, and mm-hmm. we it's nocturnal, it doesn't fly. Um, it does have a GPS, GPS tracker attached to it, which <laughs> does help a little bit. Um, but I mean, it's still quite hard to find despite that. And actually it only comes on the land that you can access on this island once a month. And I was only there for the weekend. So I mean, seeing that, it was my 18th hundredth bird um, of my life as well. There so I had go. an 18th hundredth bird day party to celebrate. <laughs> um, so I think that that for me, For from because of that moment and everyone saying that I wouldn't see it and and going out and sort of seeing it and finding it and you know seeing David Attenborough's life of birds and the focus on the kakapo and the famous kakapo that got involved with Stephen Fry's cameraman yeah um you know it's the it's one of the mega dream birds that anyone coming to New Zealand will probably want to see but also not many people have seen so I feel absolutely privileged to have had the opportunity to, to see that bird so it's got to be my favorite.
0: Yeah, there you go. So, let's talk big years. Why why did you decide to do a big year in the first place? Um
1: I think that after reading the book The Biggest Twitch, um uh, uh you know, by two UK birders who broke the world record um a, a while back I sort of read that book and became a little bit obsessed with it or the idea of it. I never thought I'd actually do a big year, but um, I kind of read that book and then um, I, I read the big year. And then, of course, the film came out, which everyone says when they're doing a big year, the film really inspired them. And I think all of those things together made me think, oh, I'd love to do, I'd love to do one, one day. So when I was living in the UK, I remember thinking, oh, I might try and do a big year in the UK. Um takes a little bit of money and a a little bit of time um so uh you know the opportunity never presented itself to me at the time um but moving to New Zealand I kind of thought after a few years and started getting a fairly good life list of birds and starting to get to know all the familiar places actually I could probably do one in New Zealand and it could be quite a decent one you know so um yeah I think that you know, after a little bit of planning and probably talking to Anita about it for about four years that I was going to do it at some <laughs> point, um, I decided to, I mean, take the the plunge this year and and go for it, partly because of COVID. But also, we had a trip to the Kermadex Islands um, this year planned, and I thought, oh, if I could build that into my big year, plus do the sub-Antarctics and the Chatham Islands all in one year, no one's ever done that. So for me i was thinking if i if i can line them all up in one year i might have quite a quite a big impressive list that i'd look back on and feel quite proud of so um been to the Kermadec islands and i'm hoping to go to the chathams and the sub-antarctic islands as well as well as travel the whole country so um this year
0: seemed better than any yeah nice is um Anita your partner is she sort of hoping that this will clear out some of your enthusiasm or has she just resigned herself to a life of being a birder's partner I think it's well, I don't know you'd probably have to ask her I'll have her on the show and we'll ask her
1: yeah yeah cool um I I think that she knows that I'm a, a birder for life and that will always dictate a lot of my decisions around life anyway but um I think that given the fact that I'd been sort of talking or initially floating the idea of doing a big year at some point for four years, I think that when I said I was going to do it this year, it was actually supposed to be next year. But when I heard the Kermedex was happening this year, I was like, oh, no, I, I need to do it this year. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that she knows how much I, I've wanted to do it. And I've wanted to do it for some time now. And, you know, I've watched the film a million times. Um, and every time I watch it, I'm like, yep, I've got to do it, I've got to do it, I've got to do it one day. Um, so yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I think she's all right about it.
0: I, I don't know what you're up to currently, but uh, last time I looked, this was well, actually, no, when Warwick, your friend who was the one who recommended that I get you on the show, when he told me uh, what you were on, I was pretty surprised because I think that was like April, January, yeah, maybe April. So, what's the current big year record? The current record is well the
1: current record before this year was two hundred and twenty species okay i I'm not sure exactly what it is at at the moment um, because someone else is doing a big year this year and they've already been to the Chathams and I haven't oh, yes. so, um, so yeah it's a friend of mine and there is a little bit of a uh, friendly rivalry i think going on um i think there is anyway and uh he i I think he's he's a little bit coy about exactly what his number but i think he's on about 227 or 228 at the moment so the record is forever increasing and i'm Mm. i'm chasing it
0: yeah so it's only it's sort of the middle of may and you've already i assume you've broken you you've passed 220
1: no, I haven't passed the two twenty yet. I am on two hundred. Two hundred eight is my is my current number. But um, I think if I went to the Chatham's, I'd be anticipating to get another twenty to thirty, and that's just okay. the Chatham's alone. Um, I haven't. I've, I'm missing a few quite easy seabirds, like white faced storm petrel, which uh, I actually cannot believe I haven't seen yet. I mean, it's almost laughable. Um, I've seen kermadec storm petrel, which is, uh, you know, by some taxonomies uh, exactly the same species, but um, by New Zealand uh, rules, um, it is counted as a separate species. But yeah, white-faced storm petrel. I'm sure I'm going to get it on my next boat trip. But my last <laughs> boat trip this weekend, last weekend, was cancelled, so
0: uh, yeah. I'm just
1: waiting, waiting for those winter trips to go ahead.
0: Yeah. So did yeah. who who did hold the record prior to this year? Uh, Brent Stevenson.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, mean, I don't think he was doing an official big year. I can't remember the year that he did it, but it was some time ago. Um, I, I mean, he said, yeah. So I don't think he was uh, doing official big year, but he had, he is a guide for rival tours and he had been to, I think he'd been to the Chathams and I think the sub Antarctics and uh, done a, a sort of tour around uh, mainland New Zealand as well. Not the Kermodex in the same year. Um and I don't, th- he was twitching a little bit that year, but I don't think he was sort of going too hard on it. But
0: um, yeah. Yeah. I sat in Brent's car for an afternoon with him. We were waiting for a, an American golden plover, which didn't eventuate. I don't know. It didn't turn up. So it might, it's probably just a Pacific golden plover. And uh, it was howling and a go and rain and, and he turned up in his car and I just sat in there in the afternoon and chatted to him. So that was quite a good afternoon. Oh, nice right.
1: Way. Yeah, no, he's a nice guy. Um, is it, was that in New Zealand or Australia?
0: Yeah, New Zealand. It was uh, Manu, Manawatu. Do you have a Manawatu? Manawatu, yeah.
1: Yeah? yeah? Yeah. Manawatu Estuary. Yeah, yeah. So, it was there, yeah.
0: so didn't find it. Awesome. That's right.
1: No, well, that, I mean, that would be quite a, a special bird to see in New
0: Zealand. So um, I'm sure they do turn up, though. So you're on 208, you said? 208, yeah. Aiming to beat... Well, both 220 and whatever your mate gets up to. Yep. Apart from Whiteface Storm petrel, have you missed anything else that you really should have found?
1: Do you know what? This year I've been super lucky. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I'm, I wouldn't consider myself a lucky birdwatcher in general, right? So an <laughs> example of this is day one. Um, I go to Blenheim Water Treatment Plant just uh, near Nelson, um, north of the South Island, and I target glossy ibis and introduce bird soul bunting from the UK. Never seen them there before. Been there five times before. Never seen either of those birds there before. I have seen them elsewhere. Get them in half an hour. Um, then I go to Bloomin' Island and the bird I was talking about before, um, orange-fronted parakeet, I then get that in, I think it was about just, I think it was under two minutes.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and honestly, there's been a bit of a theme of, of going for birds <laughs> and, and being quite, I, I'm probably jinxing it right now. Yeah, okay? a, um, don't
0: say that out loud. <laughs> I know,
1: I know. Well, I mean, I'll, I'll caveat it and it's so far, uh, so far, it's been quite uh, lucky most a lot of the birds as I've gone through the year have put me through my paces mm-hmm. um, I have had a white-throated needletail, for example which uh, um, was seen uh, around the same area actually uh, near Nelson I flew down for for those birds and they had a history of sort of turning up for about a week and then disappearing um, above a friend of mine's house and um, I think I waited I don't know, pretty much two days solid, staring up at the sky, waiting for them to fly over. And then, of course, just as it's getting close to time to get my flight, they fly over. Um, you know, so I think it was about, I don't know, I think I was there for 12 hours in total. Um, I did a few little breaks to look for a gold build turn at high tide near there, which again put me on my second day right at the last minute. There's been a lot of birds, really, um, even on the Kermadex, probably one of the best birds I've seen all year, storm petrel. You know, the last day before we have to head off, um, it, the bird gets seen. And I miss it initially, and I'm pretty upset, <laughs> um, very upset to say the least. And, uh, and then, you know, it's not even in the prime spot that we were hoping to see it. And then, you know, suddenly it reappears itself. Um, so there's been a, I've been really lucky to get every bird, but I'd say I like pretty much every bird I've gone for this year. Um, and, but some of like, a lot of them have been right at the last minute and really quite, quite dramatic in a way. Mm. So I'm always stressing about not seeing the birds, but, um, in terms of missing birds, I have missed brown booby, which was a bird I was expecting in the Kermadec islands, or at least thought had a good chance of. One was seen in mainland New Zealand while I was out there. And the day <laughs> I got back from the Kermadec Islands, I shot up to try and see it. It wasn't there anymore. Mm-hmm. So I guess you can count that as a miss. And then we also had a, um, a little Wimbrell in the South Island, which was, been seen, was seen twice, I think, in one month. And I went for it twice, not specifically for that bird. Um, but, I mean, pretty much everyone's missed that this year. So, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, they, they're only my... Probably my only two misses, I think, that I can recall. So, yes, massively jinxing it, but so far <laughs> I've had quite a lot of
0: luck that I don't normally get in bird watching. Do you still have a lot of, or well, not a lot, but do you still have a reasonable number of sort of mainland birds? No. To get? No, I really don't. <laughs> you are just, um, just waiting for vagrants and pelagics.
1: Very much. White face storm petrol on the next pelagic trip, hopefully, will be on the cards. Um, there hasn't been a Hudsonian Godwit scene in New Zealand yet this year, which is, which I'm kind of expecting to turn up at some point. Um, and then outside of that, I've just, I've just got to hope for rarities and, um, and get out on boats and see what, see what flies past. So, uh, so yeah, there's, uh, it's sort of got to that crunch point now on mainland, mainland New Zealand where I'm like yeah, I don't know what else I can target, really. There's, I've just got to hope for rarities or maybe get special access to get to remote islands that I probably will never get access to this year, Yeah, um, which I'm still working on, of course, and trying my best. Um, but yeah, I think, uh, yeah, now it's just waiting for stuff to turn up every weekend and then making my plan on Friday for
0: what I'm going to do Saturday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what's your best guess in terms of... What your final number will be? Oh,
1: well, I mean, I really do hope my boat trips go ahead in December. Um, I don't know whether they're going to be. That's, that's cutting,
0: by... a, cutting it a bit close in December. No second chance Just there. when
1: I know, and that's when the boat trip goes ahead, right? There was one in November and one in December. Um, my at work, my busiest period at work is November, and to do this year, I've had to negotiate some unpaid leave with some very kind-hearted um, bosses at work. So I agreed that December was the, the trip that was going on. And the reason they I mean, they typically only operate in the summer. So um, yeah, it was November or December were kind of my options. Of course, January last year would have been very difficult with, with COVID on those kind of trips. So mm. um, And actually a lot of the trips that they were running often crossed over between December and January right so over New Year so that wouldn't work for a big year so I saw mm. the one happening in December I thought yep got to go got to be on that um, I mean hopefully it will go ahead and then my estimate of number I don't know I don't like to think too far ahead I like to um, <laughs> but of course uh, I guess I've got a number in my head well not a number in my <laughs> head but you know, when I spoke to Brent about it the current record or current record holder before this year he said you you could be on for two fifty, and I was like, well, I don't know whether two fifty is possible or not. But um, I don't, it, yeah, it probably is possible given how well I've done this year, and if those trips uh, go ahead, it, it could be possible. It's, it's on. Probably, I probably won't get two fifty, but um, somewhere in that that ballpark would be nice. But mm-hmm. it very much depends on: can I get to the subantarctic islands? Can I get yeah. to? Um, those kind of remote places because otherwise I'll probably won't be too much higher than 208.
0: Yeah. It's sort of got a lot riding on that. Mm. So I had one, one more question, but I've, I've got two because you said you've been to Australia. Mm. So I ask this to everybody that I have on the show. um, And I'm going to ask you two versions of it, but we'll start with Australia. What's your favorite birding location in Australia that you've been to?
1: I mean, oh, that's quite a tough one, really. Um, I think for numbers-wise, it's that place, the uh, water treatment plant in Melbourne. I forget what it's called. Where, where Werribee. Werribee. Yeah, that's what, yeah. that's it. I mean, just for sheer brilliance of variety and habitat. And uh, I mean, going there, I remember going there for the first time. And just, I was, I, at the end of the trip that I, I, I got there, I... You know, I had this dream of getting to two thousand birds. This lifetime dream of getting to two thousand birds. I left Melbourne, having spent a lot of time there on one thousand nine hundred ninety nine. Um, <laughs> so I got—I've been to Australia a few times before, and I think uh, you know, in a weekend, uh, I got seventy lifers, which I was super amazed That's by. Right. So I think that having a lot of those lifers being at that place. Werribee um that would probably be one of my favorite places but i really liked uh, trips up to port douglas as well mm. um and just birding around there with a guy called doug Harrington. um
0: uh
1: yeah that was just a really nice place but i mean yeah lots of nice places in australia really
0: yeah yeah um so this is another question before my last question um have you got any lifers during this year doing your big year
1: Yeah, a few actually. Um, I don't know how, I mean, going to the Kermadec Islands. I mean, not many people have been to the Kermadec Islands. I think I got about 10 lifers on that trip alone, which was fantastic. And then I think in mainland New Zealand, I've got a lot of New Zealand lifers. So things like green shank I'd never seen before, um, and pallid cuckoo. I managed to get a pallid cuckoo this year, which was you know quite a good bird for New Zealand. uh, yeah, and Nanking Night Heron, which probably isn't that, that you know, it's, uh, <laughs> um, I've missed it quite a few times, but got it for the first time this year. So, um, so yeah, I think I've probably got about 15 to 18 lifers, yeah. in New Zealand ticks at least this year, which has been great.
0: So, yeah, sweet. That's cool. So, here's my, here's my last. <laughs> maybe that's all right maybe here's my last question <laughs> yeah i'm enjoying um, myself ask as much as you want that's yeah, fine. Yeah. so if people if people were going to new zealand who had never been to new zealand before and they had 24 hours to go birding and assuming you can't just hop on a plane every you know six hours um <laughs> where would you suggest people go
1: oh i'm probably going to upset a lot of people with the answer to that question um I mean, to be honest, you probably want to get somewhere um, where you can travel to a lot of really good locations. And it probably is going either around Auckland or possibly around Christchurch um, and doing some big drives out um, and sort of, you know, doing planning a little itinerary and seeing what you can get in one day. So... um, I mean, I'd probably go with Auckland because I'm an Aucklander or live in Auckland <laughs> and there's some fantastic habitat, you know, great wading spots. You could get all your forest birds. You've got the opportunity to do some boat trips not too far away as well. So, um, which I guess you have in, um, in Christchurch as well. But, you know, it's a bit warmer up here. Um, <laughs> I think that the, uh, the the big day record, which... Um, Uh, I was lucky enough to to be part of Um, we did that around Auckland and Waikato as well so I can't remember exactly what the number was on on that but um, yeah so I'd say I'd say around Auckland and it's the easiest place to you for you to fly into when you come from Australia as well Um, and then you can just plan you know short little separate half day trips um, to pick off really good numbers of really awesome birds.
0: Yeah, Auckland. So I'll give, I'll put my two cents in here since I've done a little I've done a little bit of birding around New Zealand. Not a lot. I think my New Zealand list is like ninety nine. So mm-hmm. not a huge amount, but a little not bit. Not bad. Mm-hmm. Um, my would my favorite spot that I went birding was um Stewart Island and what's the Over Island? Is that what it's oh, called? Oh yeah, underneath. Yeah, there? Olver Island. Yeah, yeah, that was fantastic. I I really enjoyed. I think we were there for two days. Um,
1: I think now you've mentioned it, that's got to be up there as well, so um, it, it's pretty stunning and I guess that because it's so remote and there's so much untouched native forest there um, with uh, yeah, you've got really good variety of birds there as well, I mean yes yeah, definitely up there, there's loads of nice places you know, yeah. Um,
0: yeah, probably
1: out. should throw in Kaikoura as well, near Christchurch that so you can go to, just because you can get a really decent pelagic done in three hours if yeah. you want and you've got great numbers of albatross and petrels from from there so
0: yeah my pelagic out of Kaikoura got cancelled because it was too windy and i've been devastated ever since <laughs> oh no
1: it's actually <laughs> one of the most reliable places for doing a pelagic as well so you were unlucky yeah um i've had a lot of boat trips cancelled off me particularly on the west coast where no one goes partly because it's too windy and rough yeah um but yeah Kaikoura. i mean I, I might have had a trip canceled on me before but it was moved to the following day
0: mm-hmm. so uh yeah i did yeah you' I, I didn't have any spare days it was that day or none anyway that's okay that's that's pelagic. Palar- yeah palar- come hurting. back
1: yeah yeah i mean you know it's i say it's pretty reliable particularly if you went in summer i'd be very surprised if there were many canceled trips in summer
0: yeah anyway my wife is keen to go over so although we do have very we do have three very small children but um that's okay. We'll drag them along. How how small is very small. Um, four, two, and one. Oof, yeah. <laughs> small. Yeah, enough. that's going
1: to be quite tricky to squeeze in too much birding with, with those. Yeah. So yeah, um, yeah. I once did a, I, I did a little bit of work um for a tour company, Habitat Tours, and they're really great. And we went out to see kiwi, and I had uh, I can't remember how old the child was. I think it was five. Mm-hmm. and after 20 minutes he was like oh I'm a bit scared of the dark I want to go home I'm like yeah you're not going to see a kiwi in 20 minutes I mean you know that's quite tough yeah so I had to um put that on my miss record and it, you know I was quite proud of my success at finding kiwi on um my ratio of finding kiwi but so, yeah that was that kind of
0: lowered it I was like oh no
1: but did there you go.
0: did you actually go home did you actually turn around yeah, yeah. Was it they, was, um, it, was they... it just a private tour for that family? It wasn't yeah, like it was. Twenty people had to turn around because no, um... no,
1: it's just just a private <laughs> tour for those guys. And I took them out, and we did a bit of uh, uh, a walk around the day. You know, so yeah. we saw some nice birds in the afternoon and stuff. They weren't really birders, um, so you know, but I was kind of showing them sort of saddlebacks and bellbirds yeah. and tarkahey. Yeah. Um, And yeah, then it got to the night and the kid just got tired. So I don't know how you'd do it. I don't know how you're going to get any opportunities to go birding with kids (laughs) that age.
0: I'll I'll be honest. My wife is brilliant. Absolutely fantastic. I went up, um, I don't know how well you know Australia. I went up the Streslecki track, which is like, it's in the desert, essentially. Mm. Um, Last weekend with my dad for five days and she just had the kids. Oh wow. That's so she's, amazing. I'll so keep she's, her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not planning on getting rid of her. But yes, I it's uh it's more of like you're driving along and you're like, Oh, there's a there's a thing. And just tick that. There's not much uh my boys my boys do like bushwalking and walking around, but they have like maybe four hundred meters in their legs. And then that's the end of that. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, that's all right. That's, uh, it'll be good in 10 years' time when they can outrun me.
1: Oh, yeah, do everything you can to get them into birding. I've got my yeah. little
0: cousin into birding. I say little, he's now,
1: like, 25 or something. I don't know, <laughs> probably <laughs> older, older than that. Um, he might be getting up to 30 now. I don't even know. But, um, yeah, so I'm quite pleased with that. But I don't think I've ever – I've never got anyone else into birding. So Hopefully, it's not just me. <laughs> yeah,
0: you're just, You're just not a very – good person to hang out yeah exactly you know i'm no fun at all Yeah. yeah well i think um i think that about wraps it up so thanks and thanks for i don't know how long we've been going for 45 minutes maybe half an hour thanks for giving us some of your time and that's all right yeah no it's a pleasure maybe we'll get you back on start of next year and we'll see how you got on see see if you won the race
1: yeah, yeah, well, hopefully it's not just going to be me being really miserable about <laughs> yeah, it. But, like... I
0: mean, the way I'd like to look at it
1: is this is the biggest year New Zealand's ever had for birding, regardless of what happens with me. And I'm just going to do what I can do and um, and Dave can do what he does. And, you know, either way, it's been amazing. So um, hopefully I won't be too miserable when you get me on, if you get hope...
0: me on next. And hopefully you don't come on and be like, yep, is it like a finished on 2.11? <laughs> that was good. <laughs> yeah. Got three new species. (laughs) Yeah, I know.
1: No, I think hopefully it'll be all right as long as as long as I've got a lot of boat trips planned this year. I think I was counting them the other day. I think it's close to ten. So each boat trip has an opportunity to get something. So
0: yeah. All right. Well, thanks again. And uh, if we're ever in New Zealand, we'll look you up we'll go bird me up
1: i'm happy to take you out birding i'll take you out around the the best place to come in in one weekend <laughs> auckland
0: leave the kids Excellent. behind though and we'll we'll get you a good list yeah sounds good all right thanks harry great see you later cheers hope you found that interesting folks sorry i won't have one out on friday but until next time happy birding.